Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pac Man Jones. Welcome, everyone, to the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Adam Pac-Man, Jones Solomon, Wilcott, Cincinnati Bengals are winners of six straight games after visiting the GOAT, Tom Brady, down in Tampa. And and Adam, this this was a game, let's face it, in a sense it was a passing of the torch, you know. And I got to ask you, um, is this Cincinnati Bengals team, everybody asked, were we going to be better or worse than we were a year ago? Is this game that we saw on Sunday, the Bengals beating the Buccaneers, is this kind of proof that this is a team that's much better than the one that we saw one year ago? Oh, it don't only prove this week when we played that we was a much better team. It proves the last six weeks that we was a better team than last year. With the injuries that we've had and guys came in and plugged in and played, um, it, it, it totally shows that we're deeper and, and we're better in all positions. Second of all, dethroning um, Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I, and I don't want to get too much in it, but my boy Joe dethroned him the same way on ESPN with Shannon Sharp dethroned uh, 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 Skip Bailey. So it's, it's some new guys in town right now. And all the old talk, I understand it, but y'all got to put some respect on these younger guys' names and the guys who are sitting back who's, who talking about all this. So I, first and foremost, I do think this is a passing of the throne. I think it started with Skip Bailey on ESPN talking shit. Don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, and it started Sunday, Saturday night against the Baltimore. Uh, sorry, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, look, I there is no doubt, and I got all the love and respect for Tom Brady. But um, listen, man. When a, a quarterback bring his thing, like we love Tom when he would come back in Super Bowls. He beat Atlanta. They down 25 points at halftime. You got to give a quarterback some props for that. The Bengals erased a 17-point deficit. They was trailing 17-3 to at halftime. At one point, they were down 17-0. Yeah. By the time we got into the fourth quarter, they scored twin, they scored 31 straight points. You know, we went from being down by 17 to leading by 10, a 24-point swing. That is a sign of greatness. I think there are even some Bengals fans that don't know how good this team really is. And, I, I'll, you know, I go back to Mike Hilton. He said it coming into training camp. You guys think last year was a fluke. We are about to prove to everybody that last year was no fluke and that this team is no joke. And you could tell it from the top to the bottom, you know, talking dethroning. I've never seen Tom Brady fucking mishandle three, four, four handoffs. I'm talking about handoffs, which you've been doing 40, 50 years now. Like, I don't know how long Tom Brady been in the league, 
But uh, that's got to be at least a 7,000 handoff. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> um, everything didn't go right the first half, but the second half, you can tell nobody was looking around, wondering who's going to do what. Um, we got those points going into half. I think that built the momentum coming back out. But um, this Bengals team is excited, man. I mean, yeah. really excited. You got the young boy over there. He's playing really good, man. And I will say this. Tackling for the Bengals have to be top five in the league. Um, Yak yards, we're not letting you get in too many of those. You can't Non-existent. You yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Lou Amaron was doing a great job. He did it again. He switched it up again on Brady ass on the second half. Hey, man, I, I, there are so many things to point out. The fact that the Bengals have won eight of their last nine games after a two and three start. We lost our first two games. We kind of dug a hole for ourselves. And we knew that every week, you and I talked about this during training camp, what these games will be is they're going to be close. They're not going to be something where we blow people out. The league isn't that way. I think you saw that from watching the Vikings game against the Colts. You, 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 these, these teams don't quit. Grown men get in a game. Ain't nobody going to quit. Nobody's going to back down. You got to take victory because nobody's going to give it to you. So if you find yourself in a game and you're trailing by 17 points, like we were on Sunday, um, you can't blink. And, and I think that's where the Cincinnati Bengals have also improved. The coaching staff doesn't blink. The players on the team, they don't blink. And, man, I just love the fact that when they come out to play, um, they understand that it's not going to be who's the best team for the first quarter, who's the best team for the first half. They come out ready to play a four-quarter football game. And what I loved about Sunday, Adam, want to hear your thoughts on this, we get more and more physical as the game goes on. We we start to lean into that physicality. We started, we couldn't run the ball early in the game. On that last drive when um then when Wilcox scored on the touchdown, we were running the ball. We were getting physical. We were really kicking their tail at the point of attack on the line of scrimmage. And we've been talking about the point of attack. Um for the last seven, eight weeks, I think. I was looking at a, a stack the other day, Solid, um, knowing that our offensive line only been together, you know what I mean, for a year. But yeah. collectively, and you can tell this, collectively our group have played more snaps, the starters that start um, for the season than any other offensive line. I think that has a big key factor why we're clinching um, and why we're making these plays down the line, you know what I mean, further in the season. I think our offensive line is at the top tier right now. Um, I know we did give a sack. You know, some of them, Joe got to throw it away. You know the one we reversed the field and da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You can't blame that, blame that on, on the offensive line. But for our offensive line, for what they've done um, these last 10 weeks, um, kudos, bro. They, they're playing top shelf, top level football. It's now time to talk, Adam, about the performer of the week. That's right. Brought to you by Eli Sports Bar and Grill. I'm going to allow you to go ahead and introduce it this week. Who is our performer of the week? Adam Pac-Man Jones. He's the tallest corner in the league. He's sitting <laughs> at 6'3", 210 pounds. I don't know if you've seen the game this week. If you didn't, you should have tuned in. Trey Flowers is our player of the week. 
I mean, he was everywhere, man. He made some of the the, the third down play that he knocked down, um, the over route that he, that he knocked down. Like, he was everywhere this week, man. <laughs> Trey Flowers had a great game. And I will say this, Solid. You have been high on Trey. It really just opened up my eyes yesterday how good he can play right. tight ends and go right. out and play the slot guy. It's hard to do that at 6'3", being long. You have to have really good feet. Um, Trey Flowers showed us this week that he's the man for the job. I, I really believe this about Trey Flowers. And this is why I loved him because – I have been talking with coaches around this league for a long time, and I know Lou Anaromo understands this. And this is, I think, what separates Lou from a lot of coaches in this league. Because of the proliferation of athletic tight ends, guys who are really like power forwards on a basketball court at 6'6", but can run, uh, a Travis Kelsey, a Darren Waller, um, a George Kittle, you better have a unique a very specific talent in your secondary. Man, for crying out loud, they give you 10 guys to play in your defensive secondary. You tell me you can't get – you got to have one guy that's a joker's wild. It's like if I'm playing cards. You know, you play – I play spades. I play spades. By the way, I'm pretty good, but why are you playing? Um, and, and, and you need that joker. You need that one card that no matter what the other guys do, bro, I got one. I'm holding this one aside over here for that moment when you bring out whatever it is you do. I got something for that. Trey Flowers, that's what he is for Lou Anaromo. Yes. And you saw it, man. He he had a he had a drape all over Cameron Brake. Cameron Brake's a pro bowler. Yeah. Over the over the rookie, Kate Otten. He erased him from the board. You might as well have been playing 10 on 10. Because Trey Flowers, like, this dude ain't getting nothing. I got him. And you know what? Tom Brady kept trying them. That's why he had to pick pick off the goat. Yes. You kept yes. trying me. I told you. The first time when I batted it away, I was in his hip I pocket. Got yeah, I was in the tight end's hip pocket. But you remember going back to the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs a year ago. He shut Travis Kelsey down. down. He yes, was, he did. Travis Kelsey was nowhere to be found and I'm going to tell you right now, that really convinced me his length, his speed, um, his overall coverage ability. He's got special skills, and I think it showed up in the game on Sunday, Adam. Um, I, I totally agree, Solid. Um, another, another point I wanted to put in there is the first – I think it was the first third down Brady got him on early in. It looked like he went back to the sideline and told, like, I'm going to get that play. They did that same play from motion when he got the pick. It yeah. was the same exact play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was the funny part of it. But, like, shout out to Lou, bro. Lou is putting people in position to make plays. Two years ago, nobody would be talking about Trey Flowers. We'd be talking about where's Trey Flowers, maybe Canada, maybe somewhere else. But guess what? Lou said, no, 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 no. Come over here. Come on over here. You fit the scheme. You fit what I'm trying to do. Just pay attention to the little details, and it'll work out. Lou is unbelievable, man. Smart guy. That's putting these guys in great positions when we got injuries and when we don't have injuries to make plays. Shout out to the front line, too. The D-line play. Hell of a good. Um, I mean, they was everywhere. I don't know if Tom Brady got hit that many times the whole fucking season, but I know by the fourth quarter, when Tom Brady don't run into the field, 
to shake uh, 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 Joe Burrow's hand. I think his back was a little so. I think his body was a little so. You know what I mean? I need to hurry up and run in there and get in this coat. Hey, man, look. Um, sometimes pass rush helps coverage. Sometimes coverage helps pass rush. In the first half, we couldn't get a glove on Tom Brady. He was carving us up. Play action all day. And there's no doubt. Second half, our coverage got better. And that's why Trey Flowers is our performer of the game. He could, they, they could not mess with him. And I don't care. He had, a, he had blanket coverage over whoever he was assigned to, whether it was Kate Otten, whether it was Cameron Brake, whether it was one of the other receivers. He totally was the eraser, which allowed Lou to do some other things on the back end. And at that point, when, when Trey Flowers got that interception, that's when the avalanche began. He got a pick. He got a pick. Everybody got a pick. <laughs> he got a fumble. He got a fumble. Everybody got a fumble. It was a you get one. <laughs> it was just, it, I'd never seen anything like it. Hey, man, Lou had a was over there. He was jacked up. He got fired because he knew they were bringing it, man. Once we got rolling. That very first possession when the defense went out there, he he uh, Trey Flowers get the pick. Next thing you know, um, we get pressure. We hitting and racking Tom Brady. Ball was coming out even when we didn't hit him. He knew we were coming. He knew that smoke was coming. Next thing you know, Jermaine Pratt diving. He get Tom got hit in the backfield. Ball goes up. Jermaine <laughs> Jermaine Pratt. You keep playing like that, we're going to move you to wide receiver, bro. That, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. That, that was some good hands on that pit right there, Adam. That, hey, that was some good hands, bro. <laughs> you know when you're getting hit, though, because yeah. that one uh, uh, third down, I think it was early in the third quarter, um, we, he got the ball off, he, he made, but he got smashed. And he tried to, like, oh, play it off no. and yeah. act like uh, we were going to give him a, a rough in the passer call. And the ref looked at him like, hey, put your big boy pants on. It's time to go today. We're playing football today. Not yes. tiddly, not tiddly winks, as JJ Watt would say. We, this, this ain't a pillow fight. This no, is football. Sir. This is football. All right. We want to say congratulations to Trey Flowers. Job well done, young man. We talked about this. It's a it was a passing of the torch yes. down at the down at the pirate ship at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Will forever be known as the place where the torch bearer uh, of, of quarterbacking in this league went from Tom Brady to Joe Burrow. And I always said, when the torch is passed, ain't nobody going to give it to you. You got to take it. It's like respect. Respect is, is earned, not given. If you got to earn the respect, there's no doubt about it. Everybody who was watching that game yesterday, they looked at Tom, and they saw someone who's going out. They looked at Joe Burrow, and they saw pew, someone pew, pew. coming in. And pew, pew, pew. when you come back from a 17-point deficit, the legend of Joe Cool continues to shine. And I thought yesterday was just another benchmark moment in his young, promising career. Me too, Solid. This kid is like Jay-Z. You know what they say? When Jay-Z don't fall off, never. Never, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I want to run back. I want to run back through his numbers right quick. Mm -hmm. All right, week one, they played Pittsburgh. He didn't play too good. He had 338 
um, passing yard, quarterback rating of 61, all right? That was the worst week he done played, this this whole entire football season. By far, yeah. Let's go Dallas. I ain't going to even shoot out all of them. I'm just going to tell you the quarterback rating. 89.9, Dallas Jets, um, 114.9. Miami, 115.9. Baltimore, 82.7. New Orleans, 126. Uh, Atlanta, 138. Cleveland, 96. Carolina, 109. Pittsburgh, 104. Tennessee, 91. Kansas City, 126. Cleveland, 85. Tampa Bay, 107. The reason I'm reading out these numbers is because big-time Joe make big-time plays in big-time situations. It's hard to get these numbers week in and week out, Solly. Now, if we was going here and and picking a quarterback, he got one week up up under 75 or 80, 80, I should say 85, 87%, which was the first week it was 61. If this ain't passing the, the torch, I don't know what it is. You can go back and look at Tom Brady uh, numbers. I'm quite sure he has seven weeks up under 80% or 75%. Um, t- I'm not taking a ne- away, away from that from Tom. I'm just trying to explain, y'all, when we say the torch is being passed, it, this is what we mean because numbers do not lie. I'm, I'm going to – and I like you doing that because the, we need to tie his performance to a metric, uh, a measurable – that people can see, feel, and touch. Because there are certain things that people, they don't, they don't believe in nothing that they can't see, feel, or touch. But I'm going to tell you what else Joe Burrow brings, because you gave the measurable. I'm going to give the things that hard to measure. Because you covered that time and cover the other side. And this is what we saw from Joe Burrow in this game yesterday. Anyone who's watching understood what took place in the second half as they overcame a 17-point deficit come from behind on the road to take out Tom Brady. That team just won a Super Bowl two years ago. But here's the thing that can't be felt, can't be measured, can't be seen, can't be touched. But it certainly can be experienced. He brings this thing called hope. He brings this thing called belief. There was never a time in the game where the Bengals didn't feel like they couldn't win that game and come from behind and win. You know why? Because number nine is under center. That He's that force multiplier that as long as you, even if you're going up against Tom Brady, which you and I both know, most dudes go up against Tom Brady, you get down by 17, man, you start taking off tape. <laughs> you, start, you, start, you start thinking about where we're going after the game, bro. But when you got number nine as your quarterback, he brings some these intangibles to a team, and the other 52 guys be like, come on, bro, we can do this. He that's what he brings to the table. And you know, yeah. you can't play, there ain't a lot of quarterbacks you can play with when you in your heart of hearts know that, oh man, it, it, it ain't happening with this cat. And then the other guys you play with who's a rare species, you know, I put Pat Mahomes in that category, I'll put Aaron Rodgers in that. That used to, used to put Aaron Rodgers in that category. Used to put Tom Brady in that category. Joe Burrow's at the head of the class, man. Whatever the situation, whatever the moment is, Adam, the other guys believe they can still win the game. That is the aura of Joe Cool. That's, that's what makes him, remember I read the letter about his temperature don't change no matter what? How as a nine-year-old, he kept making foul shots and brought his team from behind. And the sociology professor said, 
this is this dude special as a nine-year-old. He said, This dude's special. He's like a first responder. His heart rate, his pulse don't change. It's I think it's just incredible. Um shout out to Duke. I know we, we, we ain't gave Duke too much love lately. But Duke, Duke might might should have been runner up for uh, uh uh GM of the year again because He's getting them in here, man. I mean, he's getting them in here, and they're ready to play. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I, I give, I give, I want to give Zach Taylor some love because, look, look, man. Every, I don't care who you are when you come into this league. You know, every every player that come into this league and as good as they are, still need some coaching. They still need somebody to put an arm around them. Say this league is different than what you saw in college. And, I'm going to show you how it's different. I'm going to show you how to navigate through these waters so that we have the least amount of pain as possible. I was at the game and worked the very first game Peyton Manning played when he came into this league. I thought he was as good as any young player at that position coming in. That dude threw three picks first game. And I remember we were in the tunnel there in, in Indianapolis, and I saw his dad. I saw Archie Manning. Over there, we walked up and say, Arch, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be he, he gonna be okay. And I and I think he led the league in interceptions that year. 28. Ooh. 28. That's almost 30 picks, man. Yeah, that's a lot, son. But guess what? He turned it around, ended up becoming this great Hall of Famer, one of the great quarterbacks we've ever seen. Yeah. Our guy didn't have to go, he went through some growing pains, blew out his knee. He had a game, first game of the year, where he threw four picks. But he hadn't had to go through a season of pain. And I, I give a lot of that credit to Zach Taylor. And on that very last drive at the end of the game, when we went right down the field, nine plays, 75 yards, second down play, we were pounding the rock, pounding the rock. And then what did we get? Mitchell Wilcott slipping off in the corner. Two guys were wide open on the play. Two it guys was, and was, the guy to the flat. That's right. The guy in the flat and the guy deep. He, Joe could have thrown it to either one. The play design was so meticulously planned, and the timing of the call uh, came off all that run action, heavy run action, and then they reverse booted. He over there wide open, man. Hey, Mitchell Wilcox walked into the end zone over there. But that's yeah. that's a good – that's that's got to give Zach Taylor some credit. We don't give him enough love. We should – because in moments like that, and in moments like the Chiefs game, when they don't get the ball back, um, I'm seeing what he's doing, how he's stacking the plays, and how he deserves a lot of credit for how he's brought Joe Burrow along. He didn't handcuff him. He knew he had a horse he could ride, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he did. He got, he got secretariat over here. And he go, you give him all you can give him so he can be the best that he can be, and you help to limit those moments where he'll stumble because we all learn from those growing pains. Zach Taylor deserves a lot of credit. You don't hear people out there saying Zach developed Joe, Joe Burrow, but he did. Cause, cause there ain't no player who can develop himself. There ain't no player in our league that says I developed myself. No, no, no. Coach coaches. You and I both know coaches have the keys to the kingdom. They ain't giving them to us. Some guys ain't smart enough to take it. Some guys are saying, Coach, give me all I can handle. Give it to me. Give me more. And next thing you know, they become so good, nobody can stop them. 
You know that was like what that's like playing for Mike Zim. Um, everybody's got to have their guy. I had a Dick LeBeau, and I know a lot of guys who played for Dick LeBeau, they say the same thing. Uh, I think uh, when it's all said and done, that's going to be the conversation about the relationship between Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. Yeah, you know, with Joe coming in as a rookie, um, hopefully we can keep Zach here the whole time. But that's going to be, of course, in five, six years, seven years from now. Uh, was it Zach or was it number nine? See, I don't like that. I, it's it's I, both. I understand you don't like it, but it, it's both. as a player, you look at Tom it, Brady and Billichick. It's both. It's both. Right. That, it's always both. It's always both. I Listen, you look at Russell Wilson. Good, Hey, good players can't overcome bad coaching, bro. <laughs> I can tell you, you, gotta, you, gotta I can tell you that. I can tell you that right you now. You got to be put in the right spot. Hey, the man. Right Cause they can make you, they'll see you out there looking like you don't know what you're doing. You're like, yo, man, this game plan you gave me right here, bro, this is hot garbage. I, I, I know good players can't overcome bad coaching. Yeah. You know, so we, I just think it's both. That's, I'm, you know, I'm having fun with you on that one. I, yeah. I do think that conversation is, uh, is both, uh, but that's how people do when they want to divide up people who's successful. We ain't going to let that happen here in Cincinnati. Uh, no, I no. think I think it's a great combination between coach and quarterback, one that we're going to keep together for a long time. Don't call it a comeback without Lou Anaromo. My, what no. I mean by that, it ain't happening without him. It ain't happening. I don't care how good you is at quarterback, how good you are at wide receiver. Without four turnovers, Joe Burrow doesn't get the author a 17-point come-from-behind victory. If you don't get the turnovers on defense, you can't win. Lou Anaroma went out and got them picks. He went out and got them fumbles. He went out and beat up Tom Brady. Man, let's talk about it. Let's give Lou his props. He done played like all the best quarterbacks this year. Yeah, like, man. Oh, we, we get Kansas City, knock their ass down. Oh, boom. Brady, knock this ass down. If you go through the list, man, Lou is have prepared these boys to be successful in every week. You go back to Tennessee, guess what we do? We knock their ass down too. <laughs> Something about Lou is every week, he's going to give you something in the first half to make you look comfortable. But when you come out after halftime, you will not see the same game plan. You will not see the same game plan. You will not see the same rush touch. You will not see, now you might see it once or twice if it worked. But, man, in week in and week out, um, I play with a lot of great defensive coordinators. Mike Zimmer, by far, is one of the best. Um, coach, uh, 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 what's his name from Philly? I can't even think his name. Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther was one of the best. Lou Alaromo <laughs> is by far, to me, the best coordinator, defensive coordinator in the league. And I've been saying all week, I mean, all season, he might be one, two, or three. Lose number one. I mean, I'm going I'm to tell you, I got mad love and respect for Coach Anaromo. Um, when you can go out, remember, they're up 17-0. Second half, it's a complete shutout. We scored 31 straight points. They got a little garbage touchdown at the end of the game. But other than that, they literally shut them out the entire second half. Without Trey Hendrickson, without Chidobia Wuzier, without our best cover corner, 
mm-hmm. and without our best pass rusher, we shut out Tom Brady in the second half. Now, remember I talk about you got to play cards. You need cards. You need something. Man, coaches, you, you need something cards. to play with. You got to have some cards. I need some spades. They, he, he was short a few spades, man. He was short a few. He was short a few pieces on the chessboard yesterday. But the still, walk, but, though, but that's eight. right. But he still <laughs> put together a phenomenal game plan with what he had. What I love about that is coaches don't get to make excuses. All we get to do is go to battle with what we got. And we got to go in there and take out the greatest in Tom Brady. And we still took him down. That is the sign of great coaching. Great coaching. No excuses, no explanations. He just put it down and gave these guys a game plan they could get excited about. And you can see in the second half when that momentum turned, I don't care what nobody tells It was the defense who led that comeback in Tampa. It was the Bengals defense who led the comeback from a high win. I love Joe Burrow. I give him all his props. But without them turnovers, man, you can't get, you can't get those points. We scored 24 points off four turnovers. So good thing Joe Burrow cashed in on him. But what came first? The points or the turnover? The turnover. Turnovers. Turnovers came first. So uh great job by Luana Romo. It's it it was a 31 unanswered points the Bengals were able to score, and the Four defense turnovers. got hot. Four turnovers, two interceptions, two fumbles. Oh man, that it was a thing of beauty. I always say turnovers are the great equalizer. You can take a bad team and a good team. If the good team start putting the ball on the ground, that bad team, boy, they're going to rise up. They're going to look great. You Turnovers is kind of like uh, taking somebody candy on the way to school. You get to play the bully. And once you take the ball away, bro, they, they already know they can't play with you anymore. When you start taking the ball away, and, and even the rest of their team, they saw what was happening to Tom Brady. The rest of the like, man, we done. We're going to have to wait till next week. This one's over. And they were right because number nine was just putting them to sleep. Uh, but congratulations to the coaches and the players. Just a great game. I think it inspired the entire city in terms of what we saw in that come from behind win, Adam. Your last words. I, I totally agree with you. Expired the city at mom. Uh, I left this morning and the whole airport was filled with Bengal shirts. You know what I mean? So it's a good, it's a Bengals fans right now. We are on top of the moon. Um, How could you not be with a guy like number nine back there throwing the ball? Regardless of what anybody say, when you got guys like that at quarterback, it make you believe. It make you say, we going to win every game. It make you say, it don't matter. As long as he's out there, we going to, we got a chance. So man, this is good for the city. Shout out to the Bengals. Lou, um, Big trade for player of the week. Salih's been good. You know what they say. When you believe, you have hope. When you have hope, you have purpose. A man with a purpose is a powerful and dangerous thing. The Cincinnati Bengals is a lethal weapon because they got number nine. They have belief. They have hope. And they have purpose. All right. Don't forget to join us again right here later in the week. Right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast, delivered by 828 Logistics. Join us on Bally Sports Ohio later in the week, everyone. See ya. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.